This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good evening. Welcome to Leicester Fan TV. My name is Phil. It's Monday night. It's 7.30. It's the Fan Zone show. As ever, there's no football at the moment for the past couple of weeks. We did play the eSports FA Cup, myself and Chappers, on Saturday, where we saw Leicester City beat Chelsea 4-2, just like it would have happened in real life. So that was pleasing. We could have a little chat about that. Our most important thing today is this is your show. We talk about what you want, but we've got a very special guest lined up. We've got the one and only Mr. Jeff Peters, which I'm sure many, many, many of you will know from uh, TalkSport, also from back in the day on BBC Radio Leicester. So I want your views, your questions to Jeff Peters. What do you want to talk about with him? It is your show. This is the Fan Zone Show. Get those questions coming in. Yes, good evening there. Thank you, everybody who is watching. We are live tonight all over the internet. We are on, of course, Facebook, the Facebook group, uh, YouTube, Periscope and Twitter. Get your views in just like Craig has done. Good evening, Craig. What would you like to ask Jeff Peters, Craig, when he's on here in just a second? Get your views in. Jason Clare, good evening to you. Julian, or sorry, Julie is saying missing the football. Julie? Did you see our eSports FA Cup quarterfinal on Saturday? Matty Bond, good evening to you, says good evening, some light relief. Yes, that's what we want to do tonight is give you some fun and some things to talk about. But it is your show. It's your questions. I've got almost nothing prepared for Jeff, except to let you know that Jeff was obviously part of the BBC crew back in what was, for many, a heyday of Leicester City. It certainly was for me back in the 90s, watching Leicester City get to playoff final after playoff final, on to League Cup finals and more. So get your views in. Hopefully, I'm going to bring Jeff straight in now. Jeff? Hello. Good, good evening, Jeff. How are you? Yeah, I've just been getting on social media and just uh, getting the message out there to everybody. You've so, been doing that? Are you all right yeah. to chat now? Yeah, yeah, we're all good. We're all good. Listen, great to uh, great to be part of this and uh, to, um, you know, have some 
memories of uh, some 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 good times and perhaps some not some good times watching and following Leicester City. Yeah, Jeff, have, have you been a Leicester fan? Like, is it one of those things all your life? What's the backstory briefly? Um, well, as a, as a kid, Liverpool were the first team that I latched onto. They were obviously the late 70s, early So 80s. that's it from Jeff tonight. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Right. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Um, I mean, my, my dad always kind of, you know, God bless him. He, he always sort of said that uh, whatever, um, whatever you want to do, whoever you want to follow, it's your choice. You'll find your own way in whatever you want to do. So I kind of latched onto Liverpool first with the most successful team around at the time. You know, I had all the shirts and all that kind of thing. My first Leicester game, I was seven years old. Um, we played Manchester United in February 81. We won that 1-0. My dad took me down. Um, so, like, through the 80s, I was going down and watching Leicester. But Liverpool was still kind of my team. And yeah. then I got to about, I don't know, 1989, 1990. Um, so, I was sort of 16, 17. And I'd been getting more and more into Leicester City. And it got to the point that one day where I said, Do you know what? If Leicester played Liverpool, I'd want Leicester to win. So I kind of... My, crossed my, over to the blue side. Yeah, I think, you know, the way I describe it to people is that it's... Uh, I, I found my love for Leicester organically. I'm a Leicester boy, Leicester born and bred. So I kind of always followed them and I went down and, and, and watched them on a, on a you know, regular basis. Uh, but it was Liverpool at first. So I haven't got any photos of me as a kid wearing one of those great Leicester shirts uh, which you know would be nice to be able to put up and go. Oh, look at me! Here's me, seven years old, wearing a Leicester shirt. So it took a bit of time to to sort of find my way. And I know people say, "Oh no, you don't change your football team." But I think when you're a kid, it's slightly different. And it was very different times back then. Um, and yeah, as I say, my dad never went. You will support Leicester, or you'll be adopted. You know, <laughs> he never said that. He wasn't from Leicester originally. He moved to Leicester in the sixties. Um, yeah. Went down the city. Went down the Tigers. Um, and, you know, he, he, he did his best to get me to be a massive rugby fan, a massive football fan. I mean, football was and cricket were my two main things. Um, so, yeah, so my love for Leicester was, a, was, a, was an organic thing. Um, and, I'm, you know, now people say, well, do you want to see Leicester, do, do you want to see Liverpool do well? Because, you know, you followed them as a kid. I, I, could, not, I could not care about them whatsoever. Um, since, since I had that light bulb moment where I went, Leicester's my team. What am I doing? You know, Leicester's, this is, I'm, I'm from Leicester, born yeah. in Leicester, live in Leicester. I support Leicester. And so, so, as soon as that light bulb came on, it was Leicester all the way. And let's not forget, 89, 90, 91, that was crap Leicester City. This was not peak Leicester City. This was crap Leicester City. And then, well, it's been just, the most incredible journey since then, hasn't it? Good and bad. Well, the, the 90s were amazing. The 2000s mm, are downward again. And then obviously upwards from 2010. Uh, Jeff, I can't even remember who the manager was in 1989, 90. David was it David? Oh, God. Yeah, David Plea. You know, I've, I've blanked that out. Yeah. And Gordon Lee came in and yeah. obviously we stayed up on that last day of the season. We beat, uh, beat Oxford. Was it West, West Brom? Went down. They lo they lost against Bristol Rovers, I think it was. And what would I have been? I'd have been eighteen, I think, just turned eighteen. And I was doing a bit. Of, I was doing media work, and I was at that game working. And um, that I, I always remember that night being in the pub, being in the Fox Hunter in Enderby. Actually, that's where I, that's where I grew up. Uh, yeah. Not in not in the pub. Although if my dad had his way, it probably would have been. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember just being in the pub that night and just getting really tearful 
I'm going, well, if there was any doubt about me being a Leicester fan, the fact that I'm so emotional about the fact that we stayed up, that was kind of, I, I know I'm pure, pure Leicester at that point. I, I've got a question for you. Craig says, um, Hello, just, Craig. he says, if the season doesn't finish, do you think Liverpool should win the league and Leicester finish in third? Or do you think it should be restarted and no one wins? Um, the season's definitely got to be finished at some point, whether it's behind closed doors, which is not ideal. I don't want that to happen. But if it means that we can um, get it. I know Craig, by the way, top bloke, uh, top man, Craig. Um, yeah, the season's got to be finished. Uh, listen, even if it means we have a disastrous end of the season, so disastrous end of the season and finish. Oh my God, we finished fifth or sixth in the Premier League. Oh God, what a terrible season that would be. In the context of the season, it would be bad. But I think that um, the season's got to be finished. I think we'll, we will finish in the top four, but we've got to get it done. If it means delaying next season, that's fine. But I th- you know, and making changes to the league next season. But I think we, we have to Premier League all the leagues. They have to be finished. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with you. Some some sports don't quite agree. I think some sports have cancelled the season. I know the BBL has cancelled it. Um, but I, I think mean, most fans would agree with you. Yeah, I mean, it kind of at this moment in time, in the world that we are living in, I kind of really don't care about anything, you know, massively, no. ma- massively else. I mean, football is a huge irrelevance at the moment. Um, we want it back because we love football and it gives us a great distraction from the other things we've got in life. Obviously, for me, it's part of my work. Uh, we talk sport, but um, at this moment in time, football is is it's just great to kind of talk about it with you. Uh, and, well, and, I, and to, I, have some, I think have some I think that's what uh, fans want. I mean, it is very serious out there, and we hope everybody's taking care and being careful and staying in. Um, but Jeff, it is oh, we we've heard from fans that they would like twenty minutes, half hour of light relief, like you say, and. Talk about the old times. I'm going to bring in Tom, who's a regular with us on our Monday Night Fan Zone. Tom, I'm sure he'd like to say hello to Jeff. Jeff, how are you doing well, mate? Hi, Tom. Tom, have you got a question for Jeff? Yeah, do you want? In all the time of following Leicester as a journalist and supporter, who would say be your top player for the club? Well, Steve Walsh for me, because because of the, the length of service and the fact he was such a warrior and he dragged us over lines in games. And uh, he was also, he, he was one of those players that you knew that he, he was the kind of player you'd want in the trenches with you because absolute warrior, captain fantastic. Yeah, he had his, his, his downsides as well, you know, getting sent off and what have you and uh, got in all sorts of scrapes and that kind of thing. But Walshy for me. However, however, I have to say, in recent times, I am very much in the I love Jamie Vardy camp. So um, for me, Jamie could, he could do whatever he wanted. I, I absolutely love Jamie Vardy. And uh, perhaps in time, Vardy will usurp Walsh as my favourite all-time player. But um, they're pretty close at the moment. But I think Walshy just just takes it at the moment. Jeff, can I ask you, do you think, I've said it a few times, do you think we lack a bit of Walshy? In the current team, um, if you know what I mean, well, a, a bit of a bit of that dragging us over the line, a bit of that just come on, lads. I'm going to show. We're going to do it this way. Do you have many players like that in any team in the Premier League these days? I don't. I don't think there are many players that are necessarily 
really like that. I mean, you look back to the, the season we won the Premier League, people like Robert Hooth, you know, proper no-nonsense centre-half. Um, yeah, maybe maybe at times we, we, we haven't got a little bit of that devilment in us that we had before. I think devilment's probably a good word to describe it. Um, maybe we haven't got that, but we've got so many other things in the team, so many other qualities. And obviously the last sort of two or three months have been not desperately enjoyable to watch. Um, but that first half of the season, the best football, quality of football that, you know, certainly in my generation I've, I've ever seen. Uh, talking of uh, Jamie Vardy, come on, that's my line to bring in Chappers. Oh, that's Who? a cheap plug, that is. I know it is, Chappers, but... <laughs> Phil, you, have you seen the uh, the numbers on my fingers? It's all... Jeff, on Saturday, Jeff, I played Chappers at <laughs> FIFA 20. We thought we'd try and keep the season yeah. alive. Yeah. So we did a, a live stream of uh, Leicester against Chelsea. <laughs> Chappers was Leicester and he beat me as Chelsea, but obviously I let him Do you win. know what the score was, Jeff? Can you see that? Do you know what the score was? Um, do, we, do we need to say it out loud? 4-2, or... 4 <laughs> 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 <Four-two. laughs> Jeff, coming, bringing back to the nineties, obviously, when you were you were at Radio Leicester. Yeah, I was there um, full time, nineteen ninety two to nineteen ninety six. So I was at I was at the first three of the playoff finals, but I'd already made a decision wow. to leave in the summer of ninety six to go and work to give up having to give up a job commentating on Leicester City. Yeah, uh, and be a, um, an eighty pound a week holiday rep in Ibiza, which um, was. You can imagine my mum's. <laughs> when I went home and told my mum and dad, and they go, "So, you, like my dad, my dad was just kind of you do whatever you want to do because he that was just his the way he was. He was just quite happy to me to you know do whatever made me happy, you know, which is a great attitude to have. But yeah. um, with my mum was kind of you've got a great job. You work for the BBC. You've got a job for life. You come and yeah. city and blah blah blah. And I just thought I was twenty three. I thought I've got to. I got into it very young. I thought, I've got to go and do something else. So I actually missed the 96 final um, because I was I was in Ibiza. Um, but I was there for that those first three playoff finals. I actually missed the 97 League Cup final because I was DJing in Egypt. Um, I'd gone to sort of do some randomly different things. And um, uh, but I got back in time and watched the uh, watched the uh, the the, uh, the the replay at Hillsborough. And there was a, a guy next to me and his kid. His kid was probably only. I don't know, eight years old. And I, I looked at the dad and I looked at the boy and we we're celebrating. We've won like a proper trophy. And yeah. I, said to, I said to this eight-year-old kid, I said, enjoy this because this, <laughs> this, this is going to be the highlight of being a Leicester City fan for the rest of your life. So really yeah. enjoy it. Obviously, two years later, we were back against Tottenham and lost. The year after that, we beat Tranmere. And then, obviously... 2015, 2016, 2017. Just brilliantly crazy times. Jeff, David Speedy definitely dived, didn't he, in 1991? Uh, 92. Oh, Blackburn. 92. <laughs> um, he did. Uh, and then, obviously, we went and signed him. And yeah. It was, fantastic, it was fantastic for us for, for, for that 12 months and was obviously suspended for the final against Derby. The first two years at Wembley, I was um, pitch side, so I was doing all the post-match interviews which was very difficult because obviously we'd lost first one against Blackburn. No one expected us to be there because we over sort of overachieved that season. Um, but then against Swindon, getting back from three 0 down to three three was just a an absolute that moment where 
it was Steve Thompson, wasn't it? Who got the got yeah. the third goal. I can still get goosebumps just thinking about it. And then obviously another dodgy penalty. But then in '94, I'd, I'd been promoted, and I ended up commentating uh, with Neville Folger, who some of the older people yeah. will, will, will remember, uh, absolute legend, top bloke. And Gary Mills was summarising. He was he was the club captain, and he was injured. He led out the team that day, I think. Um, and then he, he he sat with me and Nev, and he was doing all the uh, analysis. And then when when Walsh's second, well, when the winning goal went in, he jumped up, he gra- he got Neville Folger in a headlock, and he was going, whoa, Walshy! Whoa, Walshy! Like that. And if you ever listen back to the commentary, you can hear that in the background. Um, just so for many, many years when people say, what's your favourite Leicester moment? So, well, 21 years old, commentating on my local team, the team I support, beating Derby County to get promoted yeah. to what was the premiership at the time. Um, and then, obviously, 2015, 2016. Yeah. Jeff, what, what was your take on Walshie uh, being in the number nine shirt that day? What was Walshie being? What, sorry, in the... What was, what was your take on Walshie being given the number nine shirt? Was you sort of like, what's going on? Or Because it's kind of back in the day sort of thing. I don't really remember it. That's as far as I can sort of remember is the Vicky Park sort of parade after that. But I don't really remember the game itself. Well, he played, um, he played, he played up front on a... On a, yeah, regular. You know, on a number of occasions, and he looked very good in that position as well. Um, yeah. And if you, you, you look at the two teams that day, Leicester and Derby, Derby had the individual quality uh, in that Derby. So John Harks, um, Tommy Johnson, Paul Kitson. They had some really good foot. I think Paul Simpson was playing there. They had some really talented individual players. But and and the Leicester side, you know, fairly workmanlike with your. Um, you might be uh, Jimmy Willis, uh, Ormond Droid, um, did Colin Gibson play as well. I think he might. Might it, it was a it was you know it was it was a good good team. But man for man, Derby had far the better team. But we had we they had the players. But we had the team that day. And uh, Walsh just you know getting in there. And I mean, if if Ormond Droid had scored that goal, it would have just been so. You know, the narrative afterwards would have been so different, but but it was Walshy. It was, you know, it was our man. It was the captain, fantastic. Of course, Walshy wasn't captain that day. It was um, Simon Grayson. That's and, right, yeah. Uh, winning up to collect the trophy, someone gave him a Leicester City beanie hat, not beanie hat, uh, sort of this really sort of naff kind of hat. I was working with Simon last season. I've, I've known Simon, you know, like 25 30 years and he said one of his he said he loved that day obviously it's cross from the right which led to Ormondroid's header which was saved and then Walsh he scored um he said that day the um you know all the photos he's got like post-match him with the trophy just wearing this really awful hat um and it, you know he can't stand that but it was a, it was a great was it you was it you that gave it no, to me I've got one of those that's my favorite <laughs> so it was a beating hat wasn't it but yeah did you two both go to that game I, I was there. Yeah. Were you there? Tom, you're not quite old enough, are you, for those nah. games? No. I watched on the telly, but yeah, I was just, just out of that bracket. Mine was the uh, Crystal Palace Claridge Shinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider's going down. Yeah. So I was coming on the pitch. Mm. I was thinking, what's in It was on ITV, and in Ibiza, they didn't have the, 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 it wasn't shown on TV anywhere. So I ended up listening to about, I don't know, 40, 50 minutes of it down the phone. Radio Leicester, I don't know whether I reversed the charges or whether they rang me, I don't know. But I was in the hotel reception and I was listening to the commentary down 
down the phone. And I think it might have been Andrew James, uh, or was it John Sinclair? It might have been Andrew, I can't remember who was commentating, but Nev was there and I was just listening to it down the phone. And I'd only been out there about about a week, 10 days, and I'd um, I'd been sort of, sort of very well behaved. Um, and then that night, I just went out and <laughs> got, got very drunk and I got my first, uh, um, first, you know, a rollicking, let's say, <laughs> from my boss for, for getting drunk and, uh, and and celebrating. But that was a brilliant moment, you know. That it, it's stopped in time when obviously you know Claridge put it in, and if Leicester had not got promoted, Martin O'Neill would have been fired. They would have got rid of him. There was talk of you know moving him on, uh, and and obviously on those little small moments, things can things can change and. Uh, you know, we've we've just we've just had some haven't we just had some brilliant moments, good and bad. You look in the nineties, you look at you look at the, the the Blackburn game with the with the speedy penalty. Uh, let's not forget Leicester actually saved a penalty. Uh, Carl Mugerton saved. Mugo did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was it um, Mike from Mike Newell, wasn't it? And then obviously, you know, ninety three was just an incredible, dramatic game with a horrible finish, and then ninety four with a late goal to win it. Ninety six with a late goal. Um, to win it, um, and then an extra time goal, obviously in the in the the, the ninety seven League Cup final replay. Well, obviously we equalised late in the. I actually watched watched the ninety seven League Cup final in in a hotel room in Cairo, um, overlooking the River Nile. And in my hotel, they didn't have the um, they didn't have the stream of the game, so I had to go the other side of Cairo. Now I don't know if you've ever been to Cairo. I mean, this is so. This is nineteen ninety seven. Going from one side of the city to the other. Uh, there's sort of like four lanes of traffic and there's about seven lanes of cars and they're all weaving in and out of each other. And yeah. it was a bit of a white knuckle ride to to get to the other side of Cairo, to the hotel, where another DJ who was working for the same company and I went and watched it in in uh, in, in his hotel. And, of course, we lost a, a late goal in uh, 99 against 10-man Spurs. So that there, there was there was there was so much, so many elements of great drama in all those all those 90s finals. I mean, Jeff, bring it right back to almost the present day, 2015. What was it like working in the media from your side in the Premier League winning season? Rubbish. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed to do a job that I absolutely love. I get paid to watch football, talk about football. It's it's just a, an absolute you know, joy to do something like that. And then... When you're going through a season like that, as the season was progressing, I go, wow, this is a good season. And I'm going, well, yeah, let's just, let's enjoy this. Let's let's see where this takes us. Thinking, given that we nearly got relegated the previous season, if we finish in the top 10, mad, even, even, you know, even looking sort of November, December time going, yeah, we're going well, but we won't, we won't be able to sustain it. We won't be able to keep it going, but this is brilliant. And I'm reporting on it. And then I started doing some work for the club as well for their own, Hey, good, good DVD. That yeah. it's mad, isn't it? I can't, yeah. I can't, it's, I can't believe it happened. You know, yeah. just and then in, in sort of the second half of the season, I was doing more stuff for the club. Uh, obviously, we went on to win it, which was mind blowing. And then on the day of the the Everton match, I was hosting the club's media um, coverage. So, <laughs> I was, you know, launching the show at whatever. I mean, we got this about five hours before kickoff. It was a really, really long day. Um, and then there was the game, and then go, being on the pitch, I was 10 yards away from where they lifted the trophy. Right. And, you know, if, if they'd said to me that week, we want you to host this coverage, and we want you on the pitch afterwards, 
describing all the action when Wes lifted the trophy and going on the lap of honour for an hour, interviewing all the players. Um, do you want to do that? Um, and if you do, it's going to cost you a thousand pounds. Now, if they said that to me, no, no, no. If they said that to me, oh, sorry. I, would have, I would have said, do you want cash? Do you want check? Yeah, want we'd have all done it. Um, but they were actually paying me to not that kind of money, obviously. <laughs> Yeah. or something but uh it, it was one of those moments that was just you're just Mad. standing there you're looking around you're looking around the whole stadium mm. obviously before the game when andrea bocelli was saying just that was insane and then afterwards and i've got little photos of me and i can see myself just 10 yards away from <laughs> almost you know one of one of the best seats in the house so so lucky to be able to to do something like that always incredibly grateful and pre-season went to los angeles and i went with the team we flew with the team Had so many surreal everything about that that season was surreal playing rock paper scissors with christian fuchs on the plane over to <laughs> commentating with them you know on the on the on the psg game interviewing will, will ferrell i got to interview not only got to interview will Fer the great will ferrell man elf etc but but I'm, I'm, I'm asking him about Leicester City, going, what do you know about Leicester City? And he starts talking about the great escape, the amazing story of um, how they stayed up and then being the, the Hollywood Cinderella team that suddenly beat everybody to win the Premier League. He knew all about it. Yeah. And I stood there interviewing him. And I'm, I'm, in my head, I'm going, this is Will Ferrell, and I'm talking to him about Leicester City, who have won the Premier League. It was insane, crazy, surreal, any description that you want but bloody brilliant, and I will never tire of thinking about it and talking <laughs> whatever happened from, from here on in. And, of course, you know, Champions League quarterfinals the next season, which, which was just, uh, you know, a, a way beyond, you know, the majority of our expectations. Uh, e even if we end up being average in a few years or dropping down to the Championship or whatever happens, I hope that doesn't happen. I don't we, think so. We, we have got that fixed moment in time where... Obviously, we don't want to end up like Forest at uh, Knott's Forest. Uh, we, yeah. don't to, we don't want to end up like Knott's Forest, where all they go on about is 79, 80, uh, and that's it. But for us, those memories, all the people, yeah. all the Leicester fans watching, that was just. But I kind of feel for kids. I feel for kids who are. Not seen it, yeah, didn't experience it. Yeah. All they've seen probably is us winning the championship with 102 points, having the great escape season, beating Man U 5 3 along the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Premier League, uh, getting into the quarterfinals of the Champions League, probably getting into the Champions League again uh, whenever this season finishes. So the kids will yeah. kind of go, This is yeah. the norm. This is. About, yeah, yeah. My son, that's my son in a, in a nutshell, mate. He's seven years old, and that's what he thinks. He thinks Leicester, uh, like one of the best teams in the, in the Premier League, one of the best out of them all. So, I mean, <laughs> imagine that. Can you imagine that growing up? Yeah. Don't make, make sense. I mean, Jeff, just going back to that season when we won the league, you know, there was a couple of moments for me that stood out. Uh, for me, thinking we'd actually going to do it was Palace away. I. That after that game, I was at Sellers Park when Mara scored and we won 1-0 and we, we 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 clinched on towards the end. I remember them hitting the crossbar with that 30 seconds to go and I thought, we can do this now. Yeah. But I think the, the, the commentary moment of the season was actually self-commentating and it was the Vardy goal against Liverpool. That <laughs> commentary sticks in my mind, mate. From that, you, you commentary of that goal, mate, it was second to none for me. It, that's one part of the season I remember was your commentary of the Vardy goal with the volley over the top 
uh, I think it was for Leicester City TV, I think it might have been, you might have been commentating on that game. But that's one goal that sticks out. Is there anything that you'd say sticks out for you as your favourite goal that season or that up there with it? Oh, I mean, that that's that was the, the goal of the season. Um, my um, my commentary on that, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I, I think I'm better as a host and as a reporter rather than a commentator. That's not my. It's not my 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 best skill, if you like. Uh, and when I when I hear all the other commentators and see all the um, you know who, who commentated on that goal, they all went mental. Um, I, I didn't I didn't I didn't downplay it, but when I listened back to it and the club, whenever they tweet that or put that video out, they always use my bit of commentary because I was working for them, and I always think. I, I almost undersold it a little bit, um, I, but I mean that was that was obviously a uh, you know it, a, it, didn't, a it didn't need too much commentary over it, Jeff, no, did it in a way? No. Well, it was well, it's hit and hope, wasn't it? Really, I mean, it's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I remember that ball coming towards us, man. I was sat there, and it was just skill, oh, what a goal, what a goal! Still to be able to do that um, and score from there, but he was just he was just on fire that season, yeah. and it was almost everything he touched turn to gold and you know you look at so many other of, of the other players uh you know the back five that with, with the keeper they cost seven million quid for that back five that won the premier league and sort of everything i think in in this day and age with all this with with var we might not have got away with a bit of you know robert hooth um we, yeah. might, we might not have all, and 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 you know shirt Zaleski. i think i think var might might have changed, changed a few things but Whenever I go around the world and people ask me, you know, Americans or Canadians, Australians, whatever, and they ask about that season, what happened? You just go, well, God, the stars aligned. Everything fell into place. It was the perfect storm with Pearson's team and mentality, Ranieri's sprinkle of um, magic, tactical, you know, magic and, you know, that extra level of tactical genius and other teams not being at the level that they would expect that they would be. Everything just fell into place. And you can go back through that season and look at so many moments, whether it's yeah. Leo Joe scoring against Norwich no, with a, yeah. in the 89th minute when there would be earthquake. Yeah. The, the Villa comeback with that was... Oh, absolutely. 2-0 right. down to win, you know, win 3-2. Nathan Dyer is almost one of those, um, yeah. you know, players that you forget about that, that got a, a Premier League medal um, during that season, I mean, even people like Gherkin Inla got a medal, but obviously he was, he didn't really do, do much. Oh, yeah. But um, you know the you know that you know the eleven, if you like, what I call you know the eleven, which yes. obviously is Schmeichel, Simpson, Morgan, Hooth, Fuchs, Drinkwater, Albrighton, Mares, Okazaki, Vardy. That is for me is is the the what I would say is the main eleven. That's the one. Yeah. I, I don't know if other people agree with me on that, but for me, that was kind of the 11. Do you know how many games they all started together, that 11 started in that season? I would guess over 25. Yeah, it's got to be. 20? It's got to be. All of them. Nearly. Tom? It's got- I'm, 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 I was going to say it's got to be in the 20s. I think if you look at that season, he was very consistent about putting the same team out. I think the only odd change you would make, and that would be bringing in Leonardo Joe occasionally mm. instead of Okazaki. Well, so it's got to be about yeah. twenty-five, thirty odd. Yeah, I think, I think off the top of my head, it's about thirteen. Oh, what? is that right? Wow! Oh. They didn't that that eleven didn't start as an eleven 
until I think it was the November or the it might have been it might have even been the December. The Christmas yeah. Can I go that he played the latter right back at the beginning of the season and yeah, that's he right. played <laughs> Jeffrey Slup as the left back at the beginning of the season. I think yeah, if I'm right. Yeah, Delac yes, went out on loan, didn't he? Delac at that Yeah, point. he went out second half of the season, he went to Middlesbrough and then he got he, yep. he, he won uh, promotion <laughs> runners up in the championship. And they played early on the, the Everton game, they played early on the Saturday. He didn't play <laughs> for much of the celebrations, he drove back down to Leicester. Um would get his medal. Um, he was, I mean, he was asked to, by Leicester to come back and and, and be there. And, and bless him, he, he he invited me round to his house to do a to do an interview, not long afterwards. And he was just like holding up both his medals. What, what a crazy season! And what a lovely guy. And I, yeah. you know, I told him I, you know, he knew I was. I used to see him in. The, he used to go to the same gym as me, and um, and he knew I was a massive Leicester fan. And uh, he said, "Oh, would you like one of my shirts from the season?" I was like. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Do you want me to sign it? Oh yes, <laughs> love really lovely guy, Richie Dela. Um, oh, uh, Jeff, do you know where he is now? He did. He did break his leg, didn't he, at Villa? I think had a nasty injury, and then I think was, I saw him over in Australia. Australia. Yeah, he yeah. was in Australia. I don't know whether he's still there. I don't know whether he's maybe back in um, Belgium now, but certainly he. Um, yeah, he had he had a spell playing in Australia. Just a just a really. Just a really good guy. One, one day at the gym, um, I mean, I try not to get too close to footballers because I think it's good to have like a professional distance and that kind of thing. But some people just are, are like really genuinely nice. And I've been and had a workout in the gym and he, his daughter or his son or his daughter was playing tennis and he was waiting around for that to finish. And I just saw him and said, oh, hello, how are you? And he said, oh, I'm just waiting, blah, blah, blah. I said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'll probably, I'm probably just going to get some food or whatever. He said, oh, do you want a pint? And I'm like, so he went and got. He just went. He got me. I'd ordered some food, and he went and got me a pint, and we just sat down and just talking about not just football, but talking about parenting and kids playing sport and getting them into that that kind of vein of form. And you know, because you kind of think like modern day football, the old the old school footballers, um, you can actually go out and have a pint with. Neil Lennon bought me my first ever pint of Guinness. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd had nights out with various people. Pontus Camar. I mean, bless him, Pontus again. Pontus is top guys um and we used to go out now you i mean he's still a very good looking guy now pontus <laughs> but in the mid 90s you know he, him being in the ritzy in town um or being at the meridian bar and grill he was just and being a footballer uh he, he was just it was i was kind of his i was kind of his wingman <laughs> yeah. talk to the you know the, anyway um <laughs> The, the players of that generation, you Steve Walsh, yes, uh, Mark Elliott, Jerry Taggart, you and Roberts. These people, whenever whenever I see them now, Simon Grayson, uh, it, it, it's like greeting old friends. Great guys, but modern footballers, you don't tend to get no. as close no. to them. You have like home phone numbers for people and what have you. But nowadays, it's a bit more. Um, you know, the, the players are, are a bit more protected by agents because they all think journalists. Oh, we're scum. You know, we're going to be trying to do this story on them. That's not. That's, I'm not that kind of journalist. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a football reporter that talks about games. That's pretty much what I do. Um, um, but some, some of the current, you know, over the past few years, it's been nice. You know, when I see them, I saw Danny Simpson the other day, and you know, he comes over and says hello. And it's, it, it's, it, it's always very nice. You know, I mean, of the current players, people like Christian Fuchs, genuinely, genuinely lovely people. Absolutely. Just one question I was going to ask you. You've seen a lot of great footballers, world-class footballers. I mean, I, I, you know, Leicester fan, we haven't seen the world-class all the time. 
one player that came to us for one season for me, and I'll always say he's the best football I've ever seen because he Esteban. could pick a pass out. Esteban Cambiasso. What was your opinion on him? Is it for the club for the one season that he actually came in? Do you think he's probably up there as the only world world class player to ever grace that pitch? Barley at Lakey Weller, who was I didn't get to see play, but from the videos, he was another player that uh, was a fantastic footballer. I mean, Cambiasso was a was was a, a dream to watch. I think I think he could be a little bit. He, he wasn't massively popular in the dressing room um, all the time. Um, you know, he was a good. I mean, he's no Junior Lewis. You know, he's no. Lee Marshall. Obviously, yeah. hey, no, I, I do not put Junior Lewis and Ian Marshall in the same. Marshall, Marshall had some skills. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Lee Marshall, not Ian. Marshall. Lee. Ian Marshall, okay. Um, yeah. You know, when you look back and you see, we had some absolute <laughs> for us. You know, when we, we, if, if you look, say, um, like before the Villa game, everybody's, you know, the fans are in absolute meltdown because we've not played good football for, for a. You know, six for, weeks. Yeah, six weeks, two months. With third in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, we got the League Cup semi-final, first semi-final in, in 20 years. 20 years, yeah. Um, still in the FA Cup. In the F, you know, still in the FA Cup. And fans are losing their minds just, yep. oh, just and going apoplectic and, with, and going mad. And I look back and think, do you not remember when we were in League One? I don't do you know. When Luigi Glombard was... Do <laughs> you, you not remember the the two Hungarians? Uh, what was it? Z- uh, Zoko Laka. Yeah. When you look back, there's an, art- there's an article on the Mercury website about players who played for us once and once only. I forgot Rufus Brevet played for us for one game. I was at I was at Stoke doing a match last season or season before last. Jason Wilcox was in there, who obviously you know Blackburn and played for England. And, you know, don't know the guy at all away from football. And I saw him and he was doing some media work. And I was looking at him going, I think he might have played for us at some point. <laughs> he was totally couldn't remember. And I Googled it and he, I don't know, played 15, 20 times for us. But we got through so many players in, particularly in that sort of 2000 and... 2000, yeah. Or 2008. Uh, was it David? Barry Hales. Um, played in that game at Stoke. I mean, we all dream of a team of Barry Hales, obviously. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you, you can look at players. I mean, Junior Lewis is one that we always generally give a give a kicking to. Yeah, um, it was it was actually it was actually a really nice bloke. But um, it's funny his 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 home debut. I think he made his debut uh, away. At, I think it was away at Southampton. Someone will correct me. And his home debut was against Chelsea, and it was at the beginning of February. 2000 and 2001, I think. And I flew to, to America the next day to see a good mate of mine, um, Dave from Hinkley, who, who massive follows the Foxes. And we were, having a, we were having a beer the night that I got there. And he was going, we beat Chelsea, I think, 2-0 on the, on the Saturday. And he was going, well, tell us about, who's this Junior Lewis, you know, who's cost 15 grand? I said, you would not believe this player. He was, Junior Lewis was spraying through balls in between the likes of probably Desai and He was knocking the ball around. He looked like, how was he playing at Gillingham and how have we only paid 15 grand for him? This guy is brilliant. He is absolutely, this, this guy is incredible. Well, and then that was it for him. And then he just, yeah. he, to, he had one just 
incredible game. Um, but just going back to your point about Cambiasso, it was a real joy to to see him uh, play this. But he kind of gets a little bit forgotten with everything which happened yeah. the, um, mm. the, the following season. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't have him in my top 20, top 25 all-time favourite Leicester players. Um, but a, a, an incredible talent. And look what he won in the game. I think, it was, is he the most decorated uh, Argentinian yeah. player of all time? That goal against Man United. Man United. That will always, that will always stand out. Um, and, you know, listen... Any, any any footballer who's got a bold head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't Jeff, preparing. Yeah. Jeff, um, going back onto the uh, the Premier League season, uh, Danny Drinkwater, um, a player that couldn't put a foot wrong, um, made it into the England team for the Euros as well. Uh, what's happened? What's happened to him at the minute? Well, he left Leicester. Oh, yeah, I know. But um, it's, your, it's, your, your, your take, basically. I thought it was... A, I thought it was... It was a bit of a strange move by Chelsea. I think they wanted to get more homegrown players in the in the squad, and he'd obviously had an insane season in the Premier League in fifteen sixteen, uh, and obviously was part of the squad that had got to the Champions League quarterfinals. And maybe they thought, or maybe he thought that him and Angolo Conte could bring themselves together and yeah, um, just recreate some of that magic, but. It, you know, he dropped down the pecking order at Chelsea. He wasn't playing. He'd gone off on loan, gone to Burnley, gone to Aston Villa. He's had various off-field issues as well. And he was, I always remember Nigel Pearson saying on a number of occasions that he, he was, he was, he could be difficult, not in a nasty way difficult, but he, he could be, he could be tricky to manage. Unapproachable. Um, I've heard that before. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, had various dealings with him. You know, he wasn't the kind of person who was massively warm and engaging and whatever, but he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't the opposite to that. He wasn't just snarly and, you know, and difficult. And he, he wasn't, he wasn't like that. He just, he just was kind of a bit, I think in his own, his own world at times. And I, I know two or three of the players who know him very well. Uh, and they say that he's a really good lad, but mm. he, he's lost his way. I hope he can, I hope he can try and find some peace and happiness in his in his football life. And I don't I don't know his his personal life. But I just I just hope that he that he finds that because he was for us for you know, the championship season. Yeah, uh, he didn't. He was a bit in and out in the in the Great Escape season. But then it just it just clicked. He just clicked. But then they all clicked in that season, didn't they? Even, you know, even, you know, you bring in your Nathan Bryant and your Schlotz and your, uh, your Delats and your Andy King and, uh, and, and Ajoa and all the, all the sort of, I hate, I hate to call them bit part players. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you know what I mean in that. They, yeah. all kind of, they all kind of had those, um, they all, they all had those roles to play in, in, in that season. And um, yeah, just a, what a, a joyous campaign. I hope, I hope Danny gets, gets himself sorted out jeff thanks i'm gonna wrap it up now guys that's been uh, jeff that's been fantastic here. having you on i could be here all way. so i, I, I do apologize can i can i apologize uh to chappy and to tom and obviously to you as well that i've just done so much talking here no that's I, the well, idea that's it, what we got you on for jeff us three idiots are on every week so we want your views <laughs> i've got no work on at the moment because the football season is uh is 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 as it is um, or not as it is. Uh, I'm a DJ as well, so all the bars and clubs are shut. Yeah, oh God. Absolutely no work on for the next two or three months. It's it, it's it's a really 
horribly draining time for for so many people at the moment. So the fact that you've allowed me to come and Jeff, does it does this mean you're joining Leicester Fan TV on yes, the content there you team? Go. <laughs> Are you joining us? If if your people speak to my people, come uh, come to the dark side. I haven't got people. I haven't got people. I've never, I've never had an agent. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not famous or anything like that. I'm, oh, I'm I did. I I'm did not. Chappers, don't get we going on that. Story. We won't talk about you, that now. Well, you um, had a you had a blue tick on Twitter before I did. You were oh, you were man. verified on. Not that that means anything. I mean, it doesn't. It, it's blue. <laughs> Um, and I'll be honest with you, uh, I was slightly bitter that you had one and I didn't at the time. Oh, this guy got a blue tick on Twitter. But hey, listen. Well, Jeff, hopefully you will join us again one evening and give us, there's so much more we could talk about, like like the guys were saying. So it's been lovely having you on, Jeff. Thank you so much for joining us. And please do come on again. I'll be pestering you for another chat another week. Yeah, cheers, well, Jeff. It's probably, it's probably better you to wait and see what all your many, many thousands of uh, listeners and viewers, they might go, we've heard well, enough. We don't want any more. Uh, you, want see, more. you can see get the, some of the comments here. Simon says, great show. Mick Padgett saying, same time next week, Jeff. <laughs> and Matty Bond saying, thanks, Jeff. Much enjoyable. So everybody's loved it, Jeff. It's been great having you on. Can I just say that in the background, um, I don't know if people see, but just... Uh, I, I was about know. to ask you about that. Yeah. That's a, that's me and Muzzy, is it, from about uh, 90. There's Hesky from 95, Camark's up there. And then just um, up here, there's me, <laughs> me got in 1997. There's some Leicester City videos. This oh, is how look at them. Videos, videos um, Jeff? Yeah. Do they still work? You've got a video player? Um, I have, actually, but I, but I never use it. Actually, I better just move around because I don't know what other videos are up there. So, probably the best time for two uh, to to call it quits. But Jeff, what's your what's your prized possession, Jeff? Leicester memorabilia. What's your prized possession? Oh, um, it's got to be something. Come on, and it sounds naff. Just the memories of that season. You know, I've got a yeah. box a box full of sort of same. Uh, from the from the from the from the title winning season and from the Champions League, all the various programs, team sheets, yeah. uh, even even the half and half scarves. Not I would not go out and wear a half and half scarf, but you know the kind of yeah. The, no, definitely. You know, I'm talking about the European games. Yes. Yeah. No, I've got one of them. I, I, even I've yeah. got a Leicester yeah. Rouge not, one. Not, not not the domestic games, but I think the European games. Yeah. Right. But by the half and half scarves. I, I understand it. I'm not particularly a fan of it, but I understand if you're going to, you're a tourist, and you, you know, if I went to see uh, yeah. a major league baseball game and there was a, a half and half, whatever it was, I might buy that as a memento of being yeah. in America and being at the game. But the half and half scarves, so with sort of Bruges and Copenhagen and Porto and Sevilla and Atletico Madrid, so I've got those kind of things. So I've got a box of programs, team sheets, uh, badges. Um, there's a Salt and Vardy crisps, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah, got them. I've still got them. You know, so all that I've got this great box full of memories that my uh, that one day when I go, I will hand probably hand on to my nephew who is who is who is ten years old and he's in the Leicester City Academy. Oh wow! Um, and he's a goalkeeper, and I'm hoping that and hoping that maybe one day um, he will be one day you guys in about fifteen years when you're doing this, still doing this show, <laughs> um, you'll be talking about him being. Such a great goalkeeper for for Leicester City. I don't think there's one particular thing that I've got which I would say is is 
um, more important than than anything else. Just everything from that season, whether it's a photo or a shirt or a program, it's just all part of that yeah. kind of jigsaw of magnificence that year. So I think we should, uh, Phil, you know what? Because we're all happy about that season still, we all remember it so well. I think we should do a show where maybe we all watch this on our PCs and stuff and we just do a watch along talking about it as it goes. I'd love to do that, Chappers. We'd, we'd probably get done for copyright, though. Maybe. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, they, oh, no everybody. To, yeah, only years are watching it and we're talking about it like we are now. It sounds a great idea, Lee. It's not like not like Chappie to copy anybody else, is it? I'm only joking, Lee. I'm only joking, mate. I'm only joking. <laughs> right, guys, this is it. It's nice, Jeff, that you've admitted that you're just as sad as every other Leicester fan and you've got a box full of stuff like we all have, that all, all the other halves are saying, why have you got that rubbish? Throw sure. it out. Mine's in my shed and under a table somewhere where the missus doesn't know where it is. We've all got one, and it's nice to know you've got one as well, Jeff. I'm as, I'm as sad as it gets with my <laughs> hands up. Right, guys, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Chappers. Yeah, Jeff. Thanks, Mike. We'll see you all soon. <laughs> I'm going to let the guys go one by one. Say cheerio to Jeff. Thanks, Chappers. No, cool. Cheers. And thanks to Tom. Thanks, of course, to everybody for all your comments. Tried to get as many comments on as we could do, but it was just absolutely brilliant to hear Jeff have his say. Thanks as ever to all our pals at the sponsors as ever. You know who they are now. Most of all, thanks to you guys. If you've been watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to what we do. If you're watching us on Facebook, either the group or the page, please give us a like. Feel free to share this. And if you're watching over on Twitter and Periscope, go on. Do us a favour, give us a retweet, give us a like. Don't forget, everybody, go and follow Mr. Jeff Peters. It's at, at Mr. Jeff Peters on Twitter and Facebook and give him a like wherever you are. My name's Phil. This has been the Leicester Fan Zone Show. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again later this week with more fun and banter. Keep safe. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.